You're listening to That's My Story, period. On this episode, we talk to Gabby Alves and Jennifer Eden of Tampon Tribe. Today I have with me... Uh, Jennifer Eden. And Gabby Alves. Of Tampon Tribe. Uh, Thank you so much for coming on. Uh, This is super exciting for me to uh, talk with you two about this. Uh, Let's just, why don't you guys start and talk about how you met, why you wanted to start Tampon Tribe, just all that good stuff. Okay. Uh, Thank you for having us. Yes. (laughs) And, uh, well, um, I met Jane in Beijing. Well, she met me. Actually, no, <laughs> kidding. Um, sorry. Uh, I had a restaurant in Beijing, and then uh, Jenny started to work with us um, as a marketing director, and she remodeled and rebranding, rebranding the whole concept, and that went really successful. And uh, we just started to work together. And when I developed all the restaurants, she also, you know, then we started to work pretty, pretty close and, and um, went really successful her job, her work with us. And... Um, uh, we're pretty successful there. The brand went, you know, got many accolades and uh, through many years, like seven years in a sequence, that was like the best restaurant of the year. So it was really good. Okay. And then we were called after a while to invest in LA. So we're looking for something here as well. And then we came to do restaurants here as well. And then Temple Tribe came along, which was a great concept. <laughs> yeah, we kind of arrived here um, with a group of uh, other restaurateurs to build a concept here. Um, when that didn't work out, we thought, what else can we do? And, uh, you know, we love the whole concept um, <clears throat> of uh, Dollar Shave Club here in America. We thought it was just the coolest thing. Like, how this guy's just doing this great stuff with business. And so um, we're like, what can, what do we need delivered every month? And, and how can we make that uh, into a business that maybe we can work with? Because it was such a f- new concept then. Mm-hmm. And so we started thinking about what we needed every month. And we're like, oh, tampons and pads, perfect. Why isn't anyone doing this? So there are a couple of small companies who had started. Uh, but we started looking into it and we're like, this is going to be great fun and we can have actually on a serious note a great impact as well and so when we started researching um, products we came across the organic concept and we're like we like to use organic products ourselves how can we then blend these two together and uh, Gabby was doing a lot of research into the products and and said hey these organic products we can source and manufacture at actually an affordable price I'm like no that's impossible the prices are wrong (laughs) there's no way we can do that there's no way we can be safe and healthy no impossible (laughs) yes but we could because yeah that's kind of what we're told though Mm -hmm. right you know you've got to you know to to shop at some of these organic stores it's prohibitive for for 90% 90% of the population. Um, but then we're like, hey, we can. Mm-hmm. And so that then came to being how can we blend everything together. And then we were really fortunate enough to tie one of our other passions into the business, which is plastic free. So I'm from Australia and Gabby's from Brazil and we both grew up near the ocean. So in terms of plastic, and we've traveled a lot in, in Southeast Asia and um, throughout the world and seen the plastics, Gab, on the... You know, yeah, shoreline and everything. Shorelines, you just like start to picking up things around, you know, just try to conserve and make it better, you know, and try to make the world a better place, as mm-hmm. you know, in terms of sustainability and compostable. And just, it's just too much to see. It's just, it's pity. It's really, we had to make an impact towards that. And that's what the idea 
mainly with just adding the one tribe. Yeah, so we kind yeah, we blended everything together. Yeah. You know, so we had the convenience because I don't know why, but everyone forgets yeah. to buy like tampons. And, uh, why do we forget to buy tampons and pads? Oh, We've, the worst. <laughs> but uh, why is that? It's not like it's a surprise. Right, right. It's going to happen every single month for most of us. Yeah. You know, but even at my age, we still run out every we month. Do. You know, so yeah. that was our main thing. And then and then being able to combine the the um, organic, plastic-free compostable was just with us this is awesome yeah and um you know we try to test it out on people because as entrepreneurs you have a lot of ideas all the time and some of them are not very good <laughs> some of them are te- well you think they're good right <laughs> yeah you gotta you gotta have a lot of failures to have those yeah. successes indeed, so. indeed. Yeah. Go down before go up. <laughs> yeah. so you know we were talking about it and i was even speaking to my dad who's the a good barometer of would this be a successful <laughs> company he's like oh that's a good idea like, oh, oh we're onto something. Yeah, so that's basically how Tampon Tribe, you know, came to being. And we, we also wanted to, to really kind of work with the concept that people like to be part of a community. Mm-hmm. And I think that's missing a lot, as you can see, by different movements coming up now with um, younger generation and the sharing community and all the sharing mm-hmm. businesses. It's kind of indicative of the absence of community that's kind of was there for our grandparents, then it left during our parents' generation. And now I was almost making this great resurgence. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we wanted to create a community that people felt they could be part of. And and as we grow, we really want to, you know, develop those parts of the business. So a lot of interaction with people, part yeah. of, you know, part of our group, part of our community, I think is, you know, where we, we're moving as well. Yeah. So also as part of Tampa Tribe, there's a give back, right? Yeah, sure. So for every month of subscription, we give a day pack uh, to homeless women on our streets. So basically, when we came to LA, we saw a huge uh, homeless problem. And we thought, how can we help that? And imagine getting your period when you're on the streets. So, you know, it's pretty horrific. So we we kind of spoke to a few of the shelters and actually women who had been on the streets and to find out what they would need. Mm -hmm. So we actually give pads um, because they're more user-friendly for women who are outside um, rather than tampons because a lot of women don't have any bathrooms to use, whereas they can kind of shelter and change a pad. Interesting. Yeah, it was interesting to find that out. So we give a little day pack, and it has um, some a couple of uh, sorry a couple of pads, panty liner, one or two tampons, and some disposable bags as well. So they can wrap up the right. and some wipes as well, so mm-hmm. they can feel a bit clean, just a little bit of dignity. Yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, but the pads part was was really interesting, um, and that's what people who I say who had been on the streets said. That's what we really need. Yeah, it's such a shame. Um, I think a lot you know people who don't get their period don't. Really realize how much money you spend on these products every month yeah. uh, right. just to, to, to keep clean like right. you know just to keep yourselves moving and going and being able to do the things you need to do it's uh, it, it's every month. Yeah. yeah, and when you, you know, if you can imagine if you're in a homeless situation, that's yeah. not high on your priority list. So a lot of women were saying when they get their period, they literally just sit down. Like it's on the st- women on the streets, yeah. they don't often get food because they're too embarrassed. They can't walk. You oh, know, yeah. it's a, it's a there's a whole gamut of you know follow on problems from that. So, but if we can just help a little a tiny little bit. bit, yeah, we also intend that when we when we get a bit bigger, when we're gonna have a uh, a warehouse and we're gonna be packing. You know, like now we're quite small, but we're going to that direction. So we want really to 
put them back on the workplace and, and employ them as, you know, to involve insight and make some difference with it and employ most of them, you know, isn't it? Yeah, just underserved populations. Un- yeah. So, you know, people who have been on the streets Street. or just haven't had the same opportunity that we've had in life. You know, we're pretty fortunate when you mm-hmm. look at it. Um, and that was really important to both Gabby and I to, you know, you get to that point in your life and you're like, how do you structure a business that you're passionate about that, can actually make a difference on the ground to people's lives, not just for women's health. Mm-hmm. So um, we also want to look at, you know, there's a lot of um, veterans who haven't got employment, people who, you know, have been on the streets or incarcerated and they need a chance, you mm-hmm. know, and then with that chance we hope that we can give opportunity to their families as well because, you know, if they have one person in employment then that makes a huge difference to their kids and education and, you know, so that's a big part of our mission actually and it's all through periods which is kind of crazy. <laughs> but um, it's some... Um, well, really you know, trying. periods when you think of it is like the kind of start of life in a way. It's, you know, you need it for reproductive. Right. Uh, yeah, that's, that's very I, yeah, esoteric. Sorry, I know. No, but it's right. <laughs> I know. It's good. You're right. You're right. So it's exciting. That, the, the funny thing is though, you know, when you're building a business and particularly around feminine hygiene and you're talking about it all the time it's those little things that mm-hmm. really give you well me anyway um the impetus to to really to re- make it yeah make an impact business you know yeah, yeah absolutely so we talked before the podcast about this organic idea and how we have a lot of chemicals in our tampons here in the united states mm-hmm. so did you could you talk a little bit about organic versus what we have what we are using yeah well it's really funny because i don't think we even realized until we started researching so most of us would imagine that for a tampon or a pad they'd have to go through some kind of standards and state their ingredients but they don't so anything can be in tampons and pads in terms of like gmos in terms of toxins perfume bleach and chlorine and so on. It's yeah, just, dyes. It's so toxic. It's just like you can't, we don't believe it. Yeah, and the fabric as well can be anything. Like it can be <laughs> rayon, it can be cotton, it can be man-made, it can be synthetic fiber. And this is like going literally inside, inside your, your body. body. <laughs> yeah. yeah, isn't it crazy? Like we, we don't go, even think about it. Right, yeah. we don't think about it. We go through our life um, and we're like, oh, we must eat organic and uh-huh. we must put organic skincare. We must wear organic clothing. But you know, we're using tampons and pads literally in our body or on our body that is so toxic. So for organic, um, it's really hard actually to get organic certification. So um, for our products, we have – our products are GOT certified, which is a global organic textile standard certified. So to be be, – Organically certified is a pretty rigorous process. So you need to basically be organic from the very, very inception of like planting the seed, so to speak. So the soil has to be organic. The cotton has to be organic. The way it's processed has to be organic. The water use has to be organic. And we're also sustainably certified, which means during the whole process, there can't be any chemicals anywhere because it can't affect animals that graze the land. It can't go into the water table. So the water has to be organic, the soil, so everything. And then um, the manufacturing process as well has to be sustainable and organic. So it's kind of very medical when it comes to that. Like the the (sighs) facilities have to be... um, checked all the time and mm-hmm. make sure that, that we keep 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 the organic standard. Um, so for us as well, we also use no plastics because we don't think that plastic should be inside 
anybody's body right. either, mm-hmm. even for a short period of time. Right. Yeah. Um, no, it makes sense. You don't even, and it's just so crazy because, I mean, I use tampons and I don't even think about that stuff. And I've been using them for years and years and years. And now I'm like, oh, <laughs> like uh, I'm like learning all this stuff now that I'm like, oh, okay. I know, but uh. we, we were the same. Um, so yeah, the plastic is, is huge as well. And also um, we just found out relatively recently before launching is that um, toxic shock syndrome is a very serious, yes. serious um, thing. And what happens is a lot that can often be caused, not always, but often because when a little bit of cotton comes away from the tampon or pad and lodges itself inside your body. Okay. So we had to make sure that our products um, wouldn't do that. Mm-hmm. So we have a really, it's a bit technical, but an mm-hmm. interwoven organic cotton cover over the tampon so no uh, peeling will happen inside your body. And same with the pads. So nothing's going to come off. No fibres will stick to your body because your skin's an organ, right? So yeah, if you're yeah. putting... That on, uh, you know, any toxin onto your skin, it's going to go into your bloodstream straight away. So, yeah, organic is, is relatively complicated. And, um, <laughs> but it's, it's good, though, because then you know for a fact that you've, you've passed all these tests and it's going to be the, the healthiest way to do it. Correct. Right? Way to, way to, yeah. yeah, correct. And, and also we, we've had a really good response from people um, who have in the past, like, experienced a ton of period pain mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. not really known why. Mm-hmm. And I was like that myself. You know, I always had terrible, terrible period pain growing up, like crawled on the floor, eat a banana, have tablets, like just really terrible. Same. Mm-hmm. It's horrendous, right? Oh. It's a terrible thing to go through. And I wouldn't believe that switching to organic would fix it. I'm like, it can't be that simple. Like, and why didn't I know about this when I was 12? <laughs> You know, but um, actually for me and for a lot of people that I've spoken with, that switch to organic has almost eliminated the period pain. Um, That's so interesting. Yeah, it's a try, try it for yourself. You know, yeah, I, yeah. we don't want to go, we don't make medical claims about that. Yeah. But it's one of those things where people have come up to us and said, hey, I never thought this would be part of using organic. Um, but it actually makes sense. Well, yeah, because if, uh-huh. if you've got chemicals, like, messing with everything else, you've already got so much stuff going yes. right. in your body. The last thing you need is that to mess up with, mess it up as well. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, the organic is important, more than we yeah. think. Like, it's not just a gimmick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. I, that's why I have you guys on yeah. here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's go into a little bit of a personal, because neither one of you is American. And I'm, uh, I have a few... <laughs> I have a few friends that grew up outside um, of America. We actually had one uh, uh, tell a story. Um, she's Australian. And so she was talking a bit about her experience. But w- can you talk a little bit about your personal experiences when you first got in and how, you know, growing up with it? Because um, you're Brazilian. Yes, yes. I am. I grew up in Brazil, in Sao Paulo. And uh, when I had my first period, was just I, I was just horrified. I was just, I hated. I hated. <laughs> my mom made me hate it. Because uh, I, I, I was very active as well. And, and we used to go out and run and play. And I used to play soccer and as much as volleyball. And when I got in my first period, my mom sat me down and said... You can't do that anymore, you know. And oh, no. you just you have you grown up a woman now, and you have to be serious. You have, you know, you have to use this. You know, she showed me the pads. At that time, it was like kind of brick size. Yes. Oh yes. <laughs> and I, I was just like, what? How can I use that? And uh, you know, it's just oh, it's, it's just so bad in the beginning. And um, and the first time, 
uh, one of the first time I had my periods and I was just like every month I was a pain. I was crying. I was depressed. And it was just, and once I, I was going out with my mom and my sister and uh, that was pretty bad actually. It was a bad uh, incident. I, we went out for shopping like in the weekend and went downtown and I was wearing my white pants, like proud of her, amazing white pants, you know, like tight and beautiful and oh, cool. And then suddenly I just walking on the street, I just felt something bad. Oh, no. And I, I said, oh, my goodness, no, no, no. I ran to the uh, toy, the closest toy I attend. And then I saw that it just it just went through all my, you know, sorry, it's just kind of personal bit. No, 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 this is great. It went through all my panties and my pants and my trousers. I was just like, oh, my God, I cried. And I was just like, oh, no, no, I couldn't leave the toilet. What are I going to do? And, you know, I just had to, I was quite cold that time and I had to remove my 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 jumpers and tie it around my waist and go to the next shop and employ, you know, implore to my mom to buy a new pair of uh-huh. pants because I had to change on the spot. And that was, you know, it just was just horrifying. And afterwards, it just, you know, just evolved with it. And then... Mm-hmm. Finally, find tampons, and but they're still comf- uncomfortable at that time. They're quite tight, big, and you know, just cluttered, crunchy, and you know, just not really comfortable. But then, afterwards, you know, like the time got past, and we got to tampons, and this, mm. so it's just like, wow, that <laughs> is just made a difference. <laughs> it made my life completely different. Yeah, it's just like just like life experience. Yeah, better. it's crazy to think. I, I, I mean. I used to, not so much the brick, but the overnight pads were what I like first started with. And it's just so crazy to think that our mothers were like, these are what you use. And you're like, why? <laughs> why? There's got to be something better. Yeah. <laughs> but, and you're like, you know, I, how old were you when you got your... I was about 13, 14. Yeah, 13, so you're 14, like 14. prime to just be embarrassed by everything. Yeah. And it's your kid yet. It's, yeah. you know, you're not really a young person. It's like youngest in age, but you're not really a woman yet. No. And you come to that, you know, realization that from your mother, your parents, like, you got to be serious and grown up. But it's like, no, I don't want to be yeah. <laughs> I'm not ready. I want to be free. I'm not ready. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not. Did you continue to play sports? Yeah, I did, yeah. With the break? But, yeah. <laughs> that was horrible. I felt like I wear, sometimes I wear two pants, you know, like just to tie them up. You yeah. know, like feel better. Not like walking my legs just separately from one side to another. The one point Rio, another point San Paulo. It's just like, wow, that's too bad. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, it's just God. it's just gross. But yeah, I'm um, thanks to tampons because it's just it just made us to a completely different direction in that, you know. Yeah. Oh same. Life same. Um yeah, same with me. <laughs> I, I didn't even get to tampons till college and I'm just like, ugh, dummy. Um, yeah. <laughs> um and how about yourself? Yeah, well I grew up in Australia and a similar story I guess, you know, I was I got my period pretty young. I think I was eleven or twelve. I was in sixth grade, so that's primary school for us still, before high school. And I was just mortified because it wasn't cool then to grow up. Mm-hmm. Like if you started developing you like would we we'd wear these like tight sports stops to pull our boobs down like you didn't want them it was like just that that period I guess in the 80s where it wasn't cool to Mm -hmm. to grow up you know you wanted to to be young and not not a woman I guess 
Free. Anyway, the next year it changed dramatically. Go to high school, it's a whole different story, you yeah. know, but primary school. And I was the same. Like I got my period. I'm like, oh, no, and just in tears. And <laughs> and uh, I remember I had seen the pads like in the back of the hallway cupboard. I'm like, what are these for? Because my mum had tampons like in the bathroom, you know. And in Australia the education was, was pretty open when it came to your period. Like we all knew it was coming and it was not necessarily a taboo. We just didn't want it. Right. And I was the same, you know, try, given this pad, I'm like, this is not okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, Gabby, I, I played a lot of sports and well, I mean, most kids are pretty active, you uh-huh. know, you know, you ran outside and, and it was terrible. And I remember I wore it, was, I think it was my first period and I played tennis the next day in this pad and I, it was with my dad. I'm like, that's it. I'm not, this is not okay. <laughs> I am not wearing this ever again. And we went to the supermarket and I'm like, I'm pretty sure there is an alternative. <laughs> this cannot be what women of the world have to put up with. <laughs> and so um, we went there and I, you know, read magazines. I was, it went, you know, always into the kind of, I don't know what the equivalent here is, you know, but the young teen, tween magazines. Yeah. And so I went along with the marketing and um, bought, you know, <laughs> tampons. And, yeah. It was it was great, um, but I remember once too on a school excursion, and at the time you don't know if your period's going to last one day or two. No one tells you that. You mm-hmm. just yeah. it was there, and then it was gone. I'm like, yeah, it's over, fabulous. So I got on the bus um, for an excursion, and it was similar to Gabby's story. Actually, I'm like, oh my god, what's happening? I thought this was over. I had it for a day. Does it last longer than a day? <laughs> And yes. Yes, apparently so. <laughs> and I had to it was mark like Yeah. yeah. And it was <laughs> it was like one of those um it was an overnight excursion, you know, and I had to tell oh, yeah. a teacher. Oh, my gosh. You know, when you're 12 and you've got to say that to a teacher. At yeah. that time, that was not cool. I mean, they had, once again, some brick in the emergency first aid kit that I had to wear as a pad. And it was mortifying. Like, you had brown corduroy trousers on. So, you you know, because otherwise I would have had to do that. But I was so embarrassed. And the stigma that was around then was it was really different. You know, Mm -hmm. now for young women growing up, I I hope it, I I think it's a little different. You know, there seems to be that conversation that. Apparently, too, complex and involving all the details. Yeah, yeah. And then they talk about it a little more, I think, among themselves. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you have a lot more visibility with social media and different brands. And, and different options, but I'm sure there are. They still go through. Young girls still go through the same terrifying experiences. Yeah, yeah. It's that thing. I mean, for for most people, it comes in that like 11 to 14 age range, which is like you you want the least amount of attention on you. You just want to be yeah. like. Yeah, and so that kind of stuff, and it, it is changing to a degree that's wonderful. But I think that there's still there's still that kind of like embarrassment to it, which is so dumb because it's like how much the population has to deal with this all the time. The t- yeah. <laughs> like, the thing is, I think too, I was remember I was just speaking to a colleague and her young daughter got her period very recently. And she was saying too, you're not really familiar with that part of your body yet. You're 11. Right. You know, you're, you're not feeling any really sexual feelings. You're a kid. So mm. you, you get what goes on there, but you don't really get it. You know, you, you don't, you're not in touch with that part of your body. You, you don't yeah. feel like a woman. You don't have that, you know, hormones or anything going on. And she was saying her daughter, she's like, here are the tampons and here are the instructions. And her daughter went through a half a box like, what? And it oh, came yeah. out going, this is this is not easy. This is not 
<laughs> I am over it already. <laughs> because she, yeah, she had to go swimming and, and oh, that was just, yeah. so your mum's like, here you go. Well, the first, Good luck to you. Yeah, the first time you try and insert a tampon, I mean, I was literally like, I think it was 18 maybe. And um, I had 18. I had no idea because I had been using pads. I was a virgin and I was just like, I don't know. <laughs> I'm gonna lose your virginity. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, um, but it, it's like super. It's still one of those things where you, you, you think it should be instinctual that you would know where everything is and how like your body is shaped, right? And like how you need to sit to do things, and you just it's a it's a learning thing. Yeah, you know what's different too in America, um, you guys use applicator tampons. Oh yes, right. Oh, this is a big thing for me. <laughs> I know. So we sell tampon drive. We of course sell applicator tampons, and we use a really like a, a really fine cardboard with a twist, so it's very comfortable. Uh-huh. But we don't have applicator tampons in Australia. Well, maybe you do, but it's not what people use. What about in Brazil, Gab? Oh, at that time, when it started, no. Nowadays, we do have the volumes with applicates, but it's not a common use in, in Brazil. Brazil is just a normal, without well, applicates. Without the yeah. yeah, they call digit applicators. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I have to look into this because I don't know why America has like has this history of applicators right. when everyone before does not. Right, and Americans on the whole are horrified when I say we don't have applicated tampons. They're know. like, well, what do you use? Oh my goodness, this yeah. is this is what? And then on the flip side, it's funny because I have some friends um, who are Australian and British and they live in Hong Kong and they're like, oh, we want to buy your products. And then I get an email, she goes, oh, we just saw they've got applicators. I'm like, yeah. She goes, yeah, no, not ah. for us. We'll wait. Yeah, we have to change. Yeah, the so before. when we go when we're going overseas, we'll have different. You've got to have different product mixes in different markets. Yeah, because yeah. they like. Why would you use an applicator and destroy the environment? And how do you put it in properly? And yeah. that's not cool with us. And I've got to be honest; it's taken me a while to get you to get yeah, used to use yeah. the applicator. Yeah, and actually, I get from our manufacturer sometimes the non-applicator ones just so I can use them. <laughs> you know, can I have some more samples? And he sends them. Uh, because I'm yeah. comfortable with that. Like you put it in and it sits in exactly the right spot and you're comfy. And applicators, tampons for me, don't. They're, yeah, it's, it's a different. I'm not used to it yet. Yeah. I've only been here for a few years. So I guess it takes a long time to change think, 20 years. I, I think it's a bit more about control, isn't it? You know where you're going. You know that where Without the, the applicator. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, maybe. But you maybe. can't. I mean, everyone who uses applicated tampons mustn't be uncomfortable they yeah. must be doing something different so I'm like that little I'm like the girl who gets the whole box you know? <laughs> going, right I'm gonna make this work <laughs> there must be a better way well, and see, oh, like, oh, yeah. on this on this journey now and it's only very recent I'm not since I started this thing but I, like in the past like month I've been like okay I've got I've got to try this non-applicator I tried it a few years ago when I was living in New York I was like I'm gonna try the non-applicator it's I couldn't do it um, but I think now that I'm older and wiser, uh, <laughs> as opposed to a right. few years ago, right? right? <laughs> uh, I'm gonna try it again. I'm gonna try it again because I think I, I'm totally sold on it. Because it, it is true, it makes more garbage, right? Like, yeah, it makes yeah. yeah. So it's a huge thing for us. I think um, uh, I haven't got the figures at the top of my head, but, top of my tongue, sorry. But I think something like between like five. 1,600 to 7,000 tampons we go through in our lifetime. So imagine yep. if you're Ugh. throwing out that amount of plastic. Yeah. It doesn't matter if it's BPA-free or BPA-not-free. It's plastic. It's plastic. Yeah. You know, you can't get away. It doesn't, doesn't make any difference. It just means the processing is slightly different. It has a couple of less chemicals. 
but it's still plastic. Mm-hmm. So and you guys are saying you get you see it on the beaches. And oh stuff. yeah, 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 a lot, a lot. And we we get a we're working actually um, with uh, a film um, uh, maker. They they made a film called Our Plastic Oceans. You got to watch that. Oh my yeah. goodness, it's it's, just... it's horrific and the use of microplastics in everything we have right now and single-use plastics and how that ends up inside birds and sea life. And yeah. it's, it's, I think it should be a must-see for anyone. So it's 2017. We don't need plastics in our tampons. Um, same with our wrappers. Like, you know how uh, pads and panty liners are normally wrapped in plastic? So uh-huh. ours are wrapped in um, a biodegradable potato starch. Ah. So it kind of looks like a plastic until you touch it. And it's this really, and it was funny because when I first got them from the manufacturer, I'm like, no, they're plastic. And I wrote this email like, oh, I can't believe it. She's like, no, it's not plastic. I'm like, oh, okay. I'm really sorry about my previous email. <laughs> because I was so excited. And it's, it's a biodegradable starch. So, and the, our pads also, on the back of our pads, we use a recycled piece of, recycled paper. And we don't use any glue. So we use a biopolymer. Um, as well. So that means every single aspect of what we have in our product very proudly yeah. does not damage the environment in the production or in the disposal. And like you said, you know, half the world uses feminine hygiene. Yeah. Right. So um, I think it's high time that we all start being very conscious, conscious about that, you know, and we're trying to do that in a fun way. You know, the, the Tampon Tribe is a fun company with a very serious you know, mission, mission. Yeah. So, um, and I'm not sure why I digress to plastics. And uh, we were talking applicators, applicators. <laughs> yeah, the, about learning how to. Yeah, right. And then where do they all go? So they all go into the yeah. trash. They go into the ocean. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You see it on the beaches, even here in like you know in LA. You know, we've done beach cleanups and picked yeah. up applicators because we were pretty involved with the beach cleanup movement and and everything here oh, in, cool. in LA. Yeah, it's it's really what we believe in. So yeah. it's kind of fun to do a company that. You believe in a hundred? Yeah, how, I mean, like, how crazy that you came out to do restaurant work and now you're making tampons. It's it's kind of fun. I think it's good to diverse a little bit, you know. I think it's part of the evolution. Yeah, you know? of course. I think, and to give it back, you know, the mission is, like, completely uh, plastic-free, no toxic and compostable and, and, you know, and sustainability. So we got to, we just had that direction. It just really makes us feel better, you know, and make something different mm-hmm. and contribute somehow to the world and to the better better place. So I think that's that's the fundamental part of the concept, you know, make it better, make it better, evolve, evolve with it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. And make a difference. And I think people, especially young people today, are pretty conscious of that. You know, you have a lot more people who have really conscious buying decisions, you know, particularly in millennial and, and younger people are thinking about what they buy, mm-hmm. which is nice. It's really refreshing, you know, and and not everybody. But um, the other cool thing is because we're just convenient, it's great to slip in all the other good things just, <laughs> you know, like you buy the tampons because they're convenient. And by the way, you're also doing X, Y, Z. Yeah, that's great, you yeah. know. <laughs> so... Yeah, uh, and it, it's. I think like part of it is like the the mass amount of information that's out there, which is also like it's a good and bad thing, right? There's pros and cons to it, but I think like that's part of the impetus for me to even start this podcast and start talking about all this stuff was because I went down the, this rabbit hole of menstruation, a global menstruation, and it's just like this is the way you start learning about things, and because there's so, all this information that's accessible, you can learn about these companies that you're buying from and that you're working with or whatever, and make better decisions and and. 
again, like not everybody does it. Right. Don't get yeah. me wrong. <laughs> but it, it's, it, it is easier and it's uh, better and there's more conversations happening around right. these things. And even that in itself is awesome. And, you know, in the U.S., uh, quite a few states are abolishing the tampon tax. Yes! Florida Yay! just did it! <laughs> and I know it's coming up in California again. Okay. There's a, a legislator in New York who's, like, big on it too. It's great. I mean, the fact that that's even a conversation. I mean, it shouldn't be to begin with, but now at least it is. Yes. You know, and I think uh, in terms of schools, universities, workplaces, hotels, people are starting to go, huh, Mm-hmm. You know, we should be, this is an essential item. We should be yes. providing these. Yes. And yes. they should be organic, you know, and that's exciting for us. Mm-hmm. You know, because if we can come in and impact in that way, I think that's that's awesome. You know, yeah. and it's giving women a choice. I, I think, you know, when it comes down to it, women should be able to decide or have the power to decide whether they want to go organic or not. Like, whatever you choose is yeah. fine, but be able to have that choice, okay. Yeah, you know. The so, access. yeah, we're continually working on that. You yeah. know, how can we bring different products in to enable that access to be even broader than it is now? So we do free shipping and we're trying to do whatever we can uh, while still staying afloat as a company. Mm-hmm. Um, because if we stay afloat, we can have a bigger impact. So, you know, it's it's triple fold. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, because it's, it's uh, crazy. Like, a lot of people don't realize that the economic impact of this will can impact young girls even just going to school and, like, not wanting to go to school because they yeah. don't have access to the mm. stuff. So yeah. if you have it in the schools or you have it accessible – yeah, and I've heard that recently. I mean, you might have come across that more in the research that you've done, mm-hmm. Steph, is there are women and – sorry, girls, I should say, who still don't go to high school when they get their period. Yeah, it's crazy. Like how how in 2017 is this a thing in the U.S.? Yeah. And, and in Australia, sh- in Europe. I mean, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's a huge impact on their lives because oh. education is massively important, you know, for, well, for the future. For the future. Yeah, of course. So there are these girls here – who literally stay home uh-huh. for three days a month. Yeah. I mean, that 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 is gobsmacking for me. I know the schools have feminine hygiene, but maybe people are a little, like, it's, you still got a stigma. Like, the girls yeah. might not want to go to the nurse every month mm-hmm. and get, they might get one product, but, you know, and also the schools are limited. So yeah. if, if we can help, like, abolish that a little bit, I think that's going to be really, yeah. really exciting. And I think forums like this, uh-huh. Kind of paving the way for that, you know. So you start with a fun kind of exploration to a topic, topic, but it can have a pretty positively serious, you know, a- effect and implication, which is great. Yep, that's that's always the hope. <laughs> Speaking of hopes, what uh, what are your like? You guys have talked about Tampon Tribe. Like, what's the like future looking like in terms of like how where you're moving next or stuff like that. Uh, we're a relatively new company, so our uh, next six months is to grow the company. So we um, hopefully are just going to get more and more subscriptions. We get more people signing up every day, which is really exciting. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're in a, it's a, This is the fun part of the company. You kind of get, from an entrepreneurial point of view, this opportunity to design products in your company and a future, which mm-hmm. is both 
scary and mm. very, very exciting, you know, and yeah. fun and long hours every day, but in a good way, in a good way. So we uh, just want to keep growing the business in terms of our outreach um, and our business model, which in turn then, as you mentioned, can help our give back and our mm-hmm. employment charters. And then we want to look at overseas markets as well. So we've had quite a lot of interest, um, particularly in Europe, in Canada, Australia, Hong Kong, mm-hmm. Gabby's from Brazil. So um, our immediate goal is to get us to the stage where we have, a, you know, the US market just ticking along really nice. Nicely, great adoption. And we really also are pretty malleable when it comes to people's feedback. So it was really interesting talking about what, what you mentioned earlier about using pads until you were 18 and then going into mm-hmm. tampons. So when we started doing our market research here, um, at, we were at a lot of health fairs and, you know, little small events in L.A. So many women came up and said, are you going to have pads? Yes. Are you going to have panty liners? Because we started off with just tampons. Okay. And uh, we're like, yeah, we're thinking of bringing them in the future because the original plan was tampons grow into pads and panty liners, you know, as add-ons. We just didn't realise how many women use pads still. A lot. So that was really interesting. So we brought in day pads, night pads and panty liners from the get-go and they've been really, really popular. Yeah. Which is surprising. Yeah. Well, I think also because the days of the old bricks have kind of yeah. gone. Like gone, yeah. We have ultra thin, yeah. ultra thin, ultra comfortable, really absorbent um, yeah. without having any chemicals in it. Um, and uh, we, we that was very interesting. Do you that think kind of that evolution. that's an American thing with the pads or um, is that? I haven't seen it in the samples that we've started taking from different markets. It appears at this stage to be, but who knows? You know, until you're really in there talking every day and and, and client-facing, so to speak, it's hard to tell. No, Asia is very much a pads market. yeah. Interesting. Yeah, very much. And then you also have different religions that that yes. uh, that skew towards pads rather than tampons. Yeah. So depending on where we go, I guess will depend on what we bring in because we have different sorts of pads. You've got a huge range. Yeah. So we've tried to just select some here for the market, and that seems to be you know pretty good now. And we actually it was funny we we put a product into the mix to see how it would go called Mashup, where literally you can just choose whatever you want for and your monthly delivery. So yeah, you can customize. So a few tampons of any size, pads and panty liners. And that's really interesting because you're kind of packing and looking at the orders coming through going, oh, that's what this woman uses every month. And yeah. That's what this woman <laughs> uses every month. You have a very intimate uh, relationship yeah. with our customers, so which, is, which is great. Um, yeah, well, it's uh, even just learning – People who the the people who have been coming on the podcast, like part of the question that I ask them, and I'll I'll ask you here in a second, <laughs> is like, what is your preferred feminine product? And the answers are generally tampons and pads. But every once in a while, like I had one um, woman come on, and she was just loving the thanks panties, uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, loving them, and uh, like basically became a commercial for things. <laughs> uh, and and it's just so interesting because I think like that's one of the best things is. Um, learning that you don't have to use one or the other. Like I always felt like I had to use one or the other and you kind of just have to figure it out and like what works best for you. And, you know, if it's a pad, that's fine. If it's a tampon, it's fine. If you're an IUD, that's fine. Like all that stuff is... You have to figure it out. And yeah. It's not one thing fits all. And kind of own it. And, and yes. we do the same with like all of our tampons and our pads are customizable, you know. So it, it, we felt a little bit 
too bossy, telling people like, you must have our mixed pack and that yeah. will come with eight regular, four super, four super plus. We're like, no, you just tell us what you want. And so then we put it together for them. So, you know, it's interesting because some people will order like one super plus and 15 regular. I'm like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> they have one little time where they have yeah. a heavier flow. And they know that. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And that's cool. And I'm like, wow, this is, it is such an insight into people's lives. Yeah. But really every order is completely different. That's you so know, cool. so as you're going through hundreds and hundreds of these, it's like, this is really cool. And I think, you know, owning your flow type of, uh-huh. <laughs> type of thing is, is getting there, which I think is an exciting time for us moving forward. All right. So <laughs> I'm assuming your preferred feminine product of choice then is tampons. And Well, yeah, I, I, I prefer tampons. It's just that, that's my goal. It's, I, I'll use just tampons at all, and not, not use any pads or, or, or whatsoever. Do you use panty liners at all? Yeah, uh, during the period, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Not every day. But yeah, but tampons mostly. Yeah. Yeah, I've, I've always been a tampon person since yeah. I was really young. So not panty liners too much, just, just tampons and that's it. I can't do the pads <laughs> or the cup. Some people do the cup. The oh, cups yes. are really interesting. And I think that that also warrants. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a, it's I mean, individual thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's like both sides. People are like, I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> the and thing, then other people love it. So. They love it. The thing that I yeah. like about it, it's not in our product range, obviously, but the thing I like about it is that it cuts down on waste. Oh yeah. You know, and that's huge for me. If you can, if you're the type of person who can do that, um, and I'm pretty open-minded when it comes to bodies and bodily functions. But as an active person, for me, it's just not my thing. But I know that's definitely some people's thing. And oh, the yeah. cool thing is that it's out there. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And you know, once like again, you know. Multiple products, multiple sizes. Like, it's it's great. Yeah. yeah. The only thing I don't know about that is the longevity. Like, it's plastic again. So does it get thrown out eventually? Yeah. I think it's good um, – Maybe like two or three years or something right. to that effect. But yes, it does. It does have a end date. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but I think it, I just think the the cool thing about that is that women are giving get, are getting to have choices. Yeah, you know. So the more choices, if we can be part of that, you know, we're all yeah. for being part of the market and yeah. being part of this in new products. And as new products come to pass, we want to be able to present them and have them and and see what works and. And what doesn't, you know, because a lot of people use panty liners every day as well with mm-hmm. IUDs. It's a really um, big part of their daily, you know, routine. Yeah. And people don't realise like these little panty liners, <laughs> once again, are not organic, but they have perfumes oh, and, yes. yeah, fibres that can stick to your skin and everything too. So um, that was an interesting – some people just order panty liners every month, yeah. which is kind of super cool. I love it. It's really <laughs> – you really kind of feel like uh, – we take a lot of care with it as well. So you feel like you're, you're in someone's home almost, like packaging this kind of, you know, very personal product for them. So, yeah. Uh, they're in good hands. <laughs> oh, um, thanks. I hope yeah. so. Yeah, we do our best. We take, it, we, take, we take it very, very seriously. Like we have a lot of fun, but it's a, it's a serious business too. Indeed, yes. Uh, so finally, uh, and I do ask this of all um, of my guests, do you have any words of advice or like, Things you wish you had been told when you were first getting your period and going through it um, uh, that you would like to impart? I have, yes, for sure. From my personal point of view, it's just like from when I started, I just had no clue. And, you know, I think it, it's, 
you're not you're not gonna lose your freedom to start <laughs> with, especially now. You know, with tempo, organic tampons, especially in the market. <laughs> <laughs> Subscription by tampon trap. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yes, just go for it. Don't be afraid, and and try to be as much as organic as possible because we we introduce in our body every day in average about 53 types of chemicals. So avoiding those things in certain way, I think, would make such a huge. Uh, difference and impact. So I think that's that's the way to go, go organically. Great. And Jennifer? I think I would agree with Gab is just be free. Like your period shouldn't limit you at all. And I still have young girls saying, oh, I've got my period. I can't do something. I'm like, you can do everything with yeah. your period. It's fine. You know, choose a product that you're really comfortable with. Um, change your tampons regularly. You know? <laughs> oh, yeah. That's the other thing. You know, it takes a little bit of vigilance. We have, there are no chemicals in our tampons, so it's not going to hold on to fluid. You need to change them every few hours. Um, and and also, you know, did you see that um, TV show? Not the TV show during the Olympics. The Chinese swimmer. Yes. She's oh, She's like, yes. I was I was slower because I've got my period. Or yes. I'm like. That's so cool. Yes. Like, we should be talking about that all the time. Like, yes. she got a period, she still won, or she came second or whatever it was. I'm like, awesome. Yeah. This girl is amazing. You know, it's not something to be embarrassed about. It, it's something no. to be really proud about. Mm. Like, you might not have to wear the T-shirt if it doesn't suit you, you know, but just embrace it and and, and go organic and, and be kind to your body. Yes. You know, this is a really natural, easy thing that's happening and, and just be kind with your body and to your body. And I think, you know, you know you'll know, you go forward into your teens and into your 20s <laughs> and then into your 30s and then your 40s. Fine with it. It's going to be there. It's not going anywhere. So embrace it, right? <laughs> yes, embrace it. Embrace it. Uh, well, thank you so much. Oh, thank thanks, you. Steph. Thank it's a pleasure to be here. Thank, thank you. you. Thanks for listening. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts to hear more period stories. And check out thehotgoss.com, politics for smart mouths.